When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. Episode 129 coming at you folks today, recording on a beautiful Wednesday night, December 13th. And Taylor, I'm drinking wine from an aluminum glass. Oh, that's so that is actually recycling, unlike what Climate Pledge does. So good for you. <laughs> I'm proud of you, sir. For recycling. I, I took this cup from the arena and I am reusing it in the means that they would. I think they would approve, honestly. 100% they would. You remember the little skinny ones that they put the the shot, the cocktail shots in? Yeah, the shot that cost you like $30 per. Yeah, <laughs> fucking $90 for for three shots so, at Climate Push. So listeners, section, lis- listeners who didn't catch that episode or maybe we even didn't talk about it. Like the whole night we were rotating out. There was three of us were rotating out buying drinks. And I bought a round and then Kyle bought a round. And it just so happened that we all got into a bar that we were definitely not supposed to be in. underdressed and, we just walked we just walked in with the confidence of three people that needed to be there and we got to go to this really fancy bar and we're like yeah we'll take three shots of uh was it jack or pink whitney i can't remember but it's a pink whitney mix pink. something yeah something like that remember. so we get these really tall version like tall skinny versions of these like tumblers we throw those back and taylor grabs a fucking bill was that a c-note i think dude i'm pretty sure like yeah, she wanted just a black card. That's the only thing I could give her. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, chase, chase black cards only. Um, oh God. Yeah. So I don't fuck it. I don't even remember how much it was. It was ridiculous. But I mean, we just yeah, we snuck right into the little VIP section, man. We did. That was definitely not planned at all. We were kind of, and we didn't even plan that. That was like we were kind of lost, actually. Like we. <laughs> oh, we're we're just trying to get through. Like we we just we thought this was the hallway. I don't know where are we going? Is this is this where our seats are? What's what's going on? It was pretty sweet though. That was yeah. pretty sweet. I wish I remember. I wish I remember what it was called so that we could tell people. But yes, you just, you'll have to just you know have a bunch of beers before the game and try to stumble your way up and find it. Absolutely, I cu- I couldn't even if you guys send us a message and we're like, hey, where's this fancy bar you're telling us? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't tell you. It's it's the fancy bar. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe that's yeah. That might be it. That might be it. The Climate Pledge Fancy Bar. Black Discover Cards only. Oh. Okay. Because we don't want you peasant, honky-ass people coming up. Yeah, and... fucking Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> Wells Fargo card. Is that a visa? Ew, get out of here. MasterCards only. Let's take your visa and go get your tap margarita. 
Right. You peasant. For, for half for half the price of the shot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, uh, also, not only am I coming in with a cup, but God, look at this jersey. Taylor? That's pretty slick. It's, this it's thing, the Yamo, too, huh? It is the Yamo jersey. If you guys saw, I put up some really, really artsy photos of these of this uh, jersey up on our on our Twitter. I was pretty happy with those. But yeah, this this sweater is just sweet. I haven't, I haven't taken it off since I got it. Yeah, I yeah, I can smell <laughs> you from here. Yeah, the guys at work probably love that. Well, I shower, I shower with it, so it's not really dirty or anything. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah, that air dry cool. outside. It freezes first, though, so mm, it does make do... things. There are some logistical issues, I'll admit, but just running around the parking lot trying to air it out. <laughs> Win- Winnie the Pooh style. There you go. Hey, no bottoms. <laughs> Thank you. Don't need, you don't need bottoms where you're going. Thankfully, it is a full-length jersey, so uh, sure. it, it does it does cover a little bit more than how uh, Winnie the Pooh would have. <laughs> Everything but the tip. That's right, just Good. the tip, folks. That's mm-hmm. if you're going to take anything from the show, sure. that and space heaters, uh, mm-hmm. and how much we hate them. Speaking of uh, Taylor, we have a few uh, shout-outs that we got to do. First off, uh, let's let's start with we normally put them at the bottom. Let's start from the top. Fire Chief John Miller, folks. Fire Chief John Miller has been a longtime supporter and longtime listener of the show. In fact, he's the only one that has ever full full length guest hosted the show as well. So shout out to John Miller and thank you once again for sponsoring the show. Uh, folks, sp- space heaters are terrible. Um, I know also his department is hiring. Uh, so if you are thinking about if if you are looking for a job as a fireman or firefighter rather, and you're okay with relocating to somewhere with more elk than people, uh, check out Shoshone County fire district number one out of Osborne, Idaho. And uh, you can go work for probably the coolest boss on the planet and destroy space eaters. One that one dude named Frank was like, fuck yeah, that elk population sounds great. <laughs> John gets back to us and he's like, dude, I can't believe that worked. I can't believe how many entries I just had from <laughs> they, they used you guys as references though. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a, such a good idea. So this is this is Jim Bob coming in from Louisiana. Sure. Jim Bob also hates space eaters. Yeah, fucking hate them. He's like, I take them in. I take them out in my backyard and I shoot them with my twenty-two every day. That's only. That's all they're good for. Target that's... practice. <laughs> Damn right. Very much so. All right. Uh, up next, folks, the Hub Tavern. Folks, the Hub Tavern is part of the Anchor Alliance. That's one of the Seattle Kraken officially sponsored bars. You can find the Hub Tavern in downtown Spokane on Monroe. And, folks, the uh, the owners of the Hub Tavern are absolute beauties. We love Dave and Mona. And they actually do have an event coming up. The Ooh. December Frightening Ill-Favored Festive Frocks. Coming up on Saturday 16th at 5.43 p.m. I I don't know why it's at 5.43 p.m. It's got to mean something. It's a very specific time. Uh, 5.43, I get it. Absolutely. But prizes, puns, and pints, folks. Come on in with your ugly sweater and have fun at the hockey bar in Spokane. Uh, it's, I was just there fairly recently and we just, we we love the folks over at the hub. They, uh, they support us and we support them and, um, yeah, gotta love them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Last but not least folks, Monterey cafe, the premier karaoke bar in downtown Spokane. Shout out to Jeff and the team. They guys are absolute beauties. 
Uh, we've got a few. Uh, they've actually got some sponsors. White Claw Wednesday they're featuring right now. Um, but they also, if you guys are UFC fans, uh, any of the big fights that are coming along right now, I think uh, this Saturday they put up uh, Edwards versus Covington, Thompson, Rakamanov. Sure. I don't know. I don't know these people, but uh, if you're a big UFC fan, uh, Manta Ray is definitely the place to go to check that out. And not to mention they have weekly specials as well featuring Twisted Tea Tuesdays, Twisted Teas for $4 and Twisted Arnold, uh, Twisted Shots for 6 White Claw Wednesdays for $4, Thursdays, that's Deep Thursdays, so that's Deep Eddie Vodka, and a free paint night. Fridays, Flavor Friday, they go in and ask the bar, and they'll have a different rotating flavor every night for whatever the drink is for $6. Saturday, Shot Skis, four people, four shots for 10 bucks. That's from 5 to 8 p.m. And then on Sunday, that is industry night. So if you are a bartender in the area, come on in and get some cheap drinks. Open mic from 5.30 to 8, and karaoke starts at 8. You won't see those prices at the VIP and Climate Pledge. That's for damn sure. No, absolutely. You're going to get some well-priced drinks and also some delicious pizza. Sure. I'll go there. That's that's usually where you can either start the night or end the night at Manta Ray because you can just fill up on that awesome pizza. And it's and it's affordable, too. So. It's for me. There you go. Perfect. All right. Last but not least, THPN, folks. Hockey Podcast Network. We are a part of it. You got to love it. Has lots of shows. Whatever team that you follow, they probably got a show for you. So jump on over to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and check it out. Right on. Cool. Taylor, anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, nothing for me. I did I did check out a little hockey bar around here. Um, That's right. Tell me a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah. Do, um, they, do, do they deserve a shout out? Uh, no, and I'm not going to bring oh. them up. Uh, I don't think they're going to be around very long, but I did go. Oh. I, gave, I put my due diligence in. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there. Um, they did have some like boards and stuff like that, which was kind of yeah. cool, but not a single jersey. Uh, there was like six NHL games going on, and there wasn't a single one on the TV. Mm. Uh, just just not my ideal place, but they had bubble hockey. Okay, that's that's a big step in my it's direction. Good start. Not 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 that I'm a hustler or anything on that game, but uh, yeah, I definitely love me some bubble hockey. Oh, I got to play bubble hockey later that night though at Dorky's downtown Tacoma. That's it. That's a pretty shout out. Dorky's will hit you up later. Okay, a perfect. Little, little arcade bar. Oh well, yeah, they had some bubble hockey. Ooh, you know you know I love a good arcade bar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and if you're an arcade bar with bubble hockey, you got something going for you. Yeah, it's a fucking sweet gig, man. Fucking love that shit. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into some hockey. And let's start with the most recent here. Uh, we don't have our shout out to our blues expert, Devin Lewis. He is not. He couldn't unfortunately couldn't make us make it tonight uh, with his work schedule. But the blues, a uh, bit of a shakeup with Stanley Cup champion, the, the man who was arguably responsible for the St. Louis Blues winning their only Stanley Cup in franchise history. Craig Berube. Has been canned. He's out. Taylor, did we see this coming? Um, I I think I think even even I I had them fairly high in my preseason rankings, if you recall. Um, I I mean five hundred hockey. I mean it's it's nothing to it's, you know it's nothing to freak out about. I don't think. Um, but I think I think you know either management or something like that had an idea about this team, right? I think they probably were overthinking just how good they potentially could be, right? 
Um, so I think, you know, with 500 hockey, it's, it's a definitely an interesting decision. But, yeah, I mean, you know, any, anything's possible, right? I mean, this is, this is technically what worked for him the last time. Uh, same same management in place, right? So we we would we're gonna see that same potential move from them. So uh, I I mean I personally don't like it. I don't know if Craig Berube is really the problem there, but like we always say, if they're gonna shake something up, it's gonna be the coach. So um, just couldn't the way it worked couldn't out. agree with you more uh, because uh, taking a look. So here's the standings right now, and then real quick to kind of drive home my point, I'm gonna jump on over to Daily Faceoff right now. Uh, Folks, does this roster look like a Stanley Cup team to you? Zoom in a little bit. Uh, what's that? Zoom in, zoom me in a little bit. My old eyes I'll, can't I'll, see it. I'll, I'll zoom up. What is, what is he saying, Super Troopers? Enhance. There, enhance. There enhance. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm looking at this roster right now, and this is not like the coach can only do so much with what he's with. And yeah, I understand that the coach is always the first to go it, it, because they're the easiest to get rid of. I, I get that. Everybody understands that. And I think even the coaches know it, even though they know it's not a fair shake. But this is, I mean, just in the last three to four years alone, uh, Doug Armstrong has been like Iserman's punching bag. How many bad trades has this guy given? You know, uh, we've got Wallman in Detroit who's skating first line minutes and we gave him up for I can't even remember it. It's fucking Jacob De La Russe or some shit, mm. you know, guy, a guy that's probably not even in the organization anymore. So, um, no, I Armstrong has done a very poor job in my opinion of keeping that Stanley cup team together and trying to keep, you know, instead of building on that, he cut away from it and embraced the future, which was Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. And mm. this is not saying for a second that these guys aren't going to be absolute stellar i mean thomas is already playing great um kairu you know might need a little more time i don't know how old kairu is but i know he's still young so you're working on that uh, i've heard devin talk about jake neighbors name before i'm not as necessarily familiar with him as as devin is um, but i've heard good things so i mean there's there's good stuff here but they tore down the team kind of how tampa has torn down their team over a you know, you know, you hit that high point of the Stanley Cup and then you do everything you can to try to keep that team together. You know, Ve Vegas, look at Vegas is, is a perfect example of that. Like they there was no way they were going to be able to 100 percent keep that Stanley Cup winning team together. You had to get rid of somebody. So that's why, you know, as soon as soon as fucking uh, Ryan, o, not Ryan O'Reilly, fucking um, Riley, not not O'Reilly, just Riley. Yeah, as Riley, as soon as Riley Smith got off the ice from winning his cup, they're like, "Yeah, actually, we're gonna send you to Pittsburgh." Okay. So, have fun. <laughs> like, congratulations, thank you for all you've done here. Now leave. Um, and that's what they did. They had they had to clear some cap space because he was just gonna command too much money, especially after winning a cup. Um, instead of kind of holding on to that glory, uh, Armstrong did the risky move of kind of embracing the next generation, and that's obviously not working out well for them yeah shout out shout out to our boy aaron uh kairu is 25 thank you, uh, thank so, you I, and so i think i think yeah so i think uh, thomas is probably right in there somewhere and i think pavel buchnevich is somewhere in that that range as well so uh, i mean you got to think some of these guys are starting to get into their prime jake neighbors is young i, I, I don't know if, if you remember i mean i was i was talking him up a little bit i knew he was going to be in the lineup this year i think he's a good player uh, I think, yeah, and, and maybe this is why Barube got the can is 
Maybe it just, you know, we weren't messing with the lines enough. Maybe we weren't, you know, figuring out what was actually working because on paper, there are some good players. I think they're Armstrong's covering his ass. Like uh, it's yeah, you're right. On paper, there are some good players here, but Brandon Saad is a third or fourth line player at this point in his career. Sure, sure. Um, Kasperi Kapanen is a third line player in his just career. Has never just has never figured it out. Like no, I mean, he's, I think... he's been fine. You know, Sunquist is probably a fourth line guy. Shen is uh, uh, Shen is you, you and I had some arguments about him in the preseason, yeah. and he's I'll, fine I'll take... right there. He's fine right there. He's I, fine I right where he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Hayes is washed up and done. You know, I think he had a great spot, a cushy gig in Philly. Um, but, and as much as I love Hazy, Hazy's, I, he's one of my favorite players to kind of watch cause I love his style, but he's, he's, you know, he's on the back, he's the back end and yeah. that fourth line, you know, <laughs> that fourth line is a fourth line. So I, yeah. it's, it's just, this is not a good roster and the, and it only gets worse as you go to the defense. Um, Letty stopped being good when he left Chicago. Can't believe he's still even playing dude. It's nuts. Right. Um, Pareko is just a, a lumbering goon basically that doesn't you know his best days are behind him defensive defenseman i mean that's that's he's not going to move the needle you know right right. and if he's got to, and if he has to make up for the defensive lapses of washed up nick letty again loved nick letty in his in his prime he was a very good player but he's just not doesn't have anymore um it's we'll put it uh, to sum it up instead of having to go through all the players you know you're in trouble when your best defenseman probably probably a pretty wide margin is tory crew sure like it, it's is there any like the next person is Nick Letty or Justin Falk? Right. Yeah, and I think and Krug, Krug had a rough start to the season, started to figure it out a little more. Um it, it's really interesting because this team started to figure it out a little bit. We started to see them go on a little bit of a run after a very slow start. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a player on this team that was really playing good for the first little bit. And they really did start to figure it out. Uh you know, geez, we're probably 10, 10 games ago now. Uh, and so then, but then they, you know, as soon as they started kind of seeing that downturn again, there's, yeah, it's just, you're, you're basically right back in it. And, and Barube was the easiest one to cut. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So I, I do want to, I do want to bring up the name before we kind of move on here. Uh, Drew Bannister. So it's, it's really interesting because this is what St. Louis did when they won their cup, right? They brought up their AHL coach who had had a little bit of success uh, you know, was maybe more in tune with some of the younger guys and they're doing it again. So not saying that, that Bannister, you know, not knowing much about, it. I didn't know anything about really Barube at the time either. Um, but you know, having that AHL experience with, with some of the guys, I, I believe their AHL team is Springfield. Um, you know, having that experience with some of those younger guys, it'll be interesting to see if he can come in and, and just a shake up, right? Like they, you know, maybe the team on paper is actually decent. And they just, they needed to figure something out. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't, I don't, it's, this is 100% to me. I, I think I, I appreciate you trying to give them credit and Devin will probably buy Devin will probably buy you a beer, but I, I just, it's like I said, in the, on the off season, I just, even on paper, there's on paper, this is a mid team and they're, and it's a mid team, not playing well at the moment. Like, like shout out credit recorded is due. Like Jordan Bennington's playing. Okay on a team where he's getting almost no defensive support. So, um, and there is no offense to bail them out. So it, it's, it's a rough situation. Uh, let, let's end on this. How long until Brube had three years left on this contract. So technically he could ride that out as he's getting paid working. Um, 
you think he gets a job this year? And if so, where do you think he goes? And you can't say Seattle because we know that's as much as we want that to happen. He's not going to Seattle. I wasn't going to. Yes, I was. Um, I think DJ Smith. We could. He needs to go to Seattle. Like, yeah. I I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole because like I just know that's not going to happen. Like, for some reason, even though Hackstall's lost eight games in a row and we're technically the worst team in the league, uh, if you don't count the stupid overtime loss, for some reason his job is like super secure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're golfing buddies, though. I think Francis like they're drinking buddies. It's fucking infuriating. Okay, so um, I, I've I've actually heard uh, I've heard rumors because t- Toronto fans are never happy. I've heard rumors about uh, replacing uh, Ooh, Keith, replacing what's his face up there, Keith. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But you know, it's three days removed. Does he want to get right back into the league? Does he have vengeance on his mind, or does he want to just ride out? The three year, you know, is he going to pull a Babcock where he'll find he'll find work when he stops getting paid? He'll wait till after the holidays. I'm sure, you know, he's got he's got gifts and things. He's he'll go he'll go see the family. I don't know where his family's at. You know, uh, go do some skiing or play some golf. Who knows? And then there's a good chance we see him. Is it, it okay? Is it a is it a situation where he walks hit? Excuse me, where he walks in? Is it is he going to walk onto a team that needs? some leadership to bind the guys to make a cup run or does he, you know, does he take over in Ottawa and help a a struggling team kind of maybe guide into the future? I think, I think Ottawa is the perfect position for him. Um, I I mean, we talked about DJ Smith. I don't, DJ Smith's clearly not the answer for that team. So having a guy that has, you know, even, even if you're not a blues fan and you think it was a fluke run, which, I mean, you know, they were they were good after that too for a little bit, um, but just, I've I, that's the way to go, man. That's the job I even that heard. I even heard. Shout out to Sarah Siv uh, on Twitter. There's, it sounds like for the first, and I can't even believe I'm saying this because we've been nothing but praiseful Don't of this guy. Dare. Apparently, Rod Brindamore's seat's kind of getting hot. No way, dude. Uh it's and that's what and and that's that was exactly my reaction, and then. She made some decent like she's obviously a Red Brendan Moore fan. She's a Carolina fan through and mm-hmm. through, but like she's making points like since when have you ever seen a Carolina Hurricanes player be in the top 20 of scoring? I'm like, oh fuck. It's not the way their team is built. I, like, I know, you know, I know, I but I don't like that argument. The me. the guys love him. I get it, but does he have any success? And it's I, it, it hurts me to say that because like when, when John Cooper sits across from me and asks me like chance, you can't say me, who's the best coach in the league. And I have to sit there and I go, well, it's gotta be Rod Brindamore. Right. And even John Cooper is like, that's a good answer. And I'm like, okay. So obviously he's well-respected, but yeah. I, but I mean, but think, think of the way that that team is built. We're, we're past St. Louis now. Goodbye everyone from goodbye. Right. Blues fans. Um, the way that that team is built, defense, right? That is their strongest by a country mile, right? On paper, deep, especially. It's a deep defense. It's a deep defense. Their goaltending just can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, Freddie, Freddie is a good goalie when he's in there. Ranta, Ranta's starting to show his injury history, really. Is yeah, Ranta, Ranta's, not that, not Ranta's held together by duct tape. Sure. And then, you know, and then Peter's trying to fight Brady Kachuk. So, I mean, like, you know, there's that carousel of attendees. I don't think it really matters. Uh, you know, if, if you have a top scorer in the league, 
you know, I mean, I mean, look at look at the Golden Knights of last year, right? Our previous Stanley Cup winners. Who was their top point guy? Maybe maybe March or so, and maybe mm. maybe a point per game. Yep. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter exactly. You know, but I but team, Eichel but. is but Eichel is is that guy. You know. Yeah, but he's still a point per game player. He's not he's Agreed. not necessarily you know just. So who is that for? Like, who is that for Carolina though? I mean, it's Aho. It's been yeah. Aho. Um, Svechnikov. Um, really you know, falling so, off with injuries this year. Yeah, he just he yeah. I mean, fuck. We got him back with the fantasy team, and then he was like, "Oh, uh, actually, I might be out for another fucking two months." So yeah, that's... Who, who knows? So you know, and and so then past that, who's their who's their third best scorer on that line? Like Tubo Terabinen, maybe right? Like I just there's there's a lot of Not holes in, in the offense. So. And the cock, cock, how do you say his name? I can always fuck it up. Kakinemi. Kakinemi. Yeah. Yeah. Cotton Yammy, yeah. something like I, that. Oh my but, god! I saw, hold on, I saw a picture of I saw a picture of a mashup between Bernsey and fucking Cotton Yammy. Was it fucking and frightening? The ugliest is the ugliest fucking oh, thing I've no. ever seen in my life. I wish oh, I had it no. queued up. Uh, I'll queue it up for later in the show. It, it, that's the last thing I'll say today is uh, okay. show a picture of that. There you go. Perfect. But I yeah, love that. Yeah. So I so I don't know how much you can put on Rod Brindamore. I, I really don't. I I mean, yes, he's been given a good D. Injuries on the back end, and really not a lot of high end scorers on the front end. So uh, I think he's just playing his playing his coaching game. I don't I don't think you get rid of Rod unless you have a suitable alternative. You don't just get rid of Rod and right. then bring up the AHL the the Charlotte Checkers. You know, I I cannot believe that I pulled the the Charlotte Checkers right out of thin air. I can't believe I know their AHL team. I don't know good. why. That was that was wow. Um, but no, I, you can't just pull up the AHL goalie or the coach and hope that that's going to work. Like when you replace Rod Brendamore, you've got to have a better alternative. Like you got to have Gerard Gallant waiting in the wings or, you know, somebody that with a name, um, but shit, I mean, you know, it's look at it. I've even, it's very quiet, very quiet whispers that even Mm. John, John Cooper has been whispered. I'm like, that's, that can't be, that's crazy to me, but Look at this league, man. Like, I, you know, Craig Berube, he was the savior of the Blues. He got them their first cup ever. He came in and saved an unsavable season, and they even gave him this long extension. And now the team is, you know, I, we had the stats up earlier. Uh, Blues are 13, 14, and 1. So they're a little below 500. And that was enough to get him shit canned because, well, and he's the sacrificial lamb. I, Armstrong, Armstrong's seat is warm. And, I think he knows it and he's hoping that a coaching shakeup we might change things. Sure. Sure. Yeah. A lot of good points. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably it anyway. Who knows? Okay. Let's get to probably the largest uh, NHL type conversation that's been going on through the NHL verse recently. And I swear this is, this is mostly a hockey Kraken esque podcast. I, I don't mean to always talk about the Red Wings. It just seems like recently they keep themselves in the news. Mm. Um, you know, the episode before that was Kane. And now um, we've got something where we've, you know, the the Big Brother uh, podcast, Spit and Chicklets. You've got the hosts literally fighting, you know, wanting to fight each other over this. Dude, how great would that be, though? Stick them in the ring and let them fucking scrap, dude. Just why, you know. Throw the gloves on them. You know, if you you know, if you for legal issues, you know, if you got legal, you got legal stuff, you know, throw the throw the gloves on. Them. Let's be honest, Biz would probably kick the shit out of Whit, but probably yeah, Biz. That's literally all Biz can do. 
that's literally only he can do. Yeah, I mean, if they do one-on-one or something, you know, like first to five, you know, posts or anything, like Biz will be lucky to fucking hit one. Sure. Uh, stick him in a ring. Uh, Wit, Wit gets like one tag in. You know, he gets to pull anyone's like George from Little Rock or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, here we go. I got it queued up. So, uh, folks, um, going back a few days now, four days actually, specifically, the Red Wings take it on the uh, Ottawa Senators after their brutal loss to the San Jose Sharks. They were up 4 nothing, and then Sharks it's came back. Game, though. It was a good game. Hell of a game to watch. Um, and that was, that was, they spoiled Kane's, uh, Patrick Kane's first game back uh, onto the Red Wings. Right. Um, we could talk a little bit about Kane, but it, at the moment, um, this sequence happens during the Ottawa game. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, um, uh, what's his name? Joseph? Matthew Joseph, yeah. Matthew Joseph. Math- so Matthew Joseph and Dylan Larkin kind of have a history going back uh, to a dirty hit that happened when Joseph was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Larkin ended up cold cocking him and it, a fight ensued back then. So little history, little context uh, as we as we hit play here and watch this this develop throughout the game. Yeah, walk me through this chance. So, I mean, we've got a little bit of movement here, but it's all going to start right in front. Yeah, so Larkin's on the, they're on the power play, which Red Wings power play is red hot. Larkin's in the bumper position here in the center. Um, God, as I, as I pause this, it really doesn't look like a good defensive job by the fucking sets. Look at that. Oh, four, got, four guys it's, covering it's Larkin. The, it's the box collapsing, Jance. It's fucking That's textbook, fair. bro. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Larkin, Larkin's sitting here. Uh, he's been known to take that quick pass because he's got a quick shot and he can fire that off in the slot. So um, it's sitting here for a pass, he's block, he's boxing out. And uh, Joseph and who's the other guy? Kelly, I believe, are, are going to try to defend Larkin and, and kind of move him out of position here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he gets in. Gets yep, in. Right. Oh, that hurts my that hurts my groin just looking at yeah. the fucking so, save. But yeah, go so back a little we'll, bit. We'll, we'll play that a little bit right here. Oh, we just we just went to a completely different video. There we go. All right. So going up, puck comes in. Oh, God. I don't even like to look because he's just, man. Oh, it's so rough to watch. I, watch. I watched it live, and Larkin just looks bad. Like, it, you're you're worried, like, oh, shit, where's the stretcher? Like, the, the dude needs help. Um, yeah, so puck, puck goes into the crease. Everybody starts trying to box out here and and move Larkin away. And then, as you pointed out very well, that we because we kind of addressed this on Twitter as it happened or right after it happened, mm-hmm. Joseph sees the player like he acknowledges that it's Larkin and goes right for the head. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you, that's a great that's a that's a great pause right there. And I, I know we can't hear it on the podcast, but uh, YouTube folks can see it. He's he's got about a second or two that he looks at the numbers. He looks who it is. He knows who it is, and he he goes up pretty high. And uh, there's a lot of people saying like, "Oh, he's just boxing out." You don't hit boom right there. You yeah. don't hit that high if you're boxing out, unless 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 you have a reason to, right? And his reason is Detroit captain. They have history, and he's he's gonna try to take a little bit out of his jaw, right? I mean, um, I, th- this angle doesn't show it, so we'll we'll kind of. Uh, you know, go through it all. But uh, so that his right, his right hand kind of comes across the back of the neck while his left hand's actually coming a little bit of a hook. It doesn't look that hard, um, which is, which is mm. definitely oh, from that and, angle. And it does. It, yeah, it does look a little tough there. Uh, 
so yeah, then he then he gets he gets that left hook in, and I think that's what technically knocks him out, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think Kelly coming in, I think he's already out. I think he's already out by the time Kelly comes in. Agreed. With his with his, with his you know, and Ke- Kelly Kelly's just there, dude. Like Kelly almost like Kelly almost looks like he's trying to catch him. He's like, what the right. fuck? Like how, like what you're going down, you know? Um, so Kelly Kelly's just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. I know there was a little bit at the beginning of people being like, oh, you know, Kelly fucking did this. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's, to me, he, he sees, especially in this clip, Joseph definitely sees those numbers and he says, I'm, he says, I'm going to take this guy out. Yeah. Shout Um, shout out to you on that because I I was already heated when I watched this first. And then I, you mentioned that and I went back because I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. You did. Um, I went back and I saw that like, oh, it's right. It's, I mean, it's clear as day. If you're watching this on YouTube. He's got plenty of time. He knows exactly who it is. He sees that it's Larkin right there. Yep. And then decides that, oh, I'm going to fucking go for his neck. I'm now give him a little extra. Yeah. Right. And if if you like most casual, like people who follow the league know like major injuries on players, um, those who, you know, perhaps don't like Dylan Larkin because he might have sucker punched you a season or two ago um, after you hit him into the boards by his neck. Uh, know that Larkin has neck issues um, coming from scumbag Jamie Ben cross checking him into the back of the neck. Larkin has neck issues. This has been an ongoing problem for a while. He missed an entire season uh, because of this kind of stuff one year. So uh, the fact that the the neck is the target is to me is just premeditated. Like he sees it. He looks at it going for the neck is attempt to injure in my opinion, because he's aware of this player's injury and, you know, and is trying to exploit it. So um, it, it definitely like, thankfully Larkin's okay. He was able to get up on his own accord. He didn't have to get stretchered off. And, uh, the tests are showing that he's, he's okay. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't have whiplash or, you know, exacerbated a previous injury. That's, you know, just conked him again. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, now to, to, a, to let's, what is the dusty bender trifecta here? Number one, did he do it? And we say, we always say this is a dumb question, but at the same time, from one angle, it looks like something really bad. And then you can look at another angle and you go, okay, that actually wasn't, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, so Taylor, number one, did he actually do it? Uh, correct. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Even since fans, I'm sorry. He did it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's anything to dispute. Yeah. So this is, and obviously the DPOS does not use our system. They just spin a fucking wheel and uh sure. this side um so we, the dusty bender podcast actually has a little more one dollar one game yeah that's exactly um yeah the dusty bender podcast has a little more formal thing of like how we like to weigh if something is suspension worthy so uh the first off is did he do it yeah yeah he 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 did he he definitely did do it um the next was uh was it Yes. Was there intent to injure? So, or, or rather, did he do it on purpose? Sure. You know, like, so you can watch something like that. And you and I have watched many, it's a fast game. You know, sometimes there is a very heinous thing that happened, but we can go like, oh, he definitely didn't mean to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. in this case, I think we can both agree. He meant to do that. I think he had enough time to, to, you know, it's not premeditated. Right. But it's in the moment he had a split couple seconds where he said, it's Larkin. Let's fucking do it. You know, he so has, he has an opportunity. I'm going to take it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And the fact that, as you mentioned very previously, the, when you're boxing out, when you're trying to, when you're trying to clear the crease, it's, it's shoves, you know, like it, at worst in the back, yeah, it, 
even that, even, you know, even yeah. we talked about it before. It's that, it's that downward cross check to mm-hmm. kind of move somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, he saw him and he goes head immediately. Right. Right. Um, so that's number two. And then number three is, was there an injury on the play? And while it's not as serious as it could have been, been, you know, sure. uh, Larkin's going to miss games because of this. He's on an LTIR right now. Mm-hmm. So, or, or IR, IR for sure. I don't know if LTIR, but yeah. he's definitely out of the lineup right now. He's going to miss games because of this. So, um, yeah, in, in, in our, by our standards, this is definitely suspension worthy play. And he didn't even get a hearing. hundred percent. He didn't they even didn't. get a fine. No, and they and he, they had it as a major, I believe, and then they moved it to a minor as well. So, and for uh, some reason, they, Kelly got a minor too. Which is stupid, Kelly for Kelly for standing wrong there. Place, wrong yeah, time. right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, th- this to me, I mean, you know, uh, we kind of had this like trifecta of um, issues this weekend with with these kind of things, and uh, I mean, if if the next one we're going to talk to got six games, uh, this one definitely should have had a couple. All right, one, one to two, I think would have been probably pretty good for it. So, yes, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's and it's just to, yeah. To me, it's it's just they they nobody knows, nobody knows. All right. Yeah. So well, I, to me, it's definitely suspension worthy play, and mm-hmm. I I don't. It's is it you know something egregious? I, God, even the, in that view, like right now where I've paused it, like Lorcan just looks. Wait, it's a not. very it's a yeah, very it's vulnerable position. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a guy that is like turtled up and he's hurting. Like Larkin's out. Like he is unconscious. Right. It's not um, Todd. It's not Todd Bertuzzi, but it's also, you know, it's in that vein. You know, nothing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not nothing. So I I would have definitely said suspension worthy. Definitely a major uh, in my personal opinion. So what follows now is you've got David Perron, vet, a veteran. Right, you saw David Perron, veteran in the league. He turns around. And being a good player that he is, he sees his captain completely laid out on the ice with Zub standing over him. Right. Perron does not know what the fuck's going on. He just, all he sees is this and he reacts. The wires cross and he fucking goes, boom. Yep. Direct cross check to the head of Zub. And, oh God, it's, it's egregious. You know, like it is, it's a, it's a, it's a major and it's also, Oh man, that angle looks like he barely catches him though. Um, but but he gets him up high. It's like it's all helmet, you know. Yeah, like it's all helmet. No... It's like top top of the helmet. He brushes off the helmet. Um, right. And and it's funny because I had a, a really good buddy of mine basically said like, "What what do you think? Right? What do you think about this?" And um, basically, him and I were talking. Him and I had kind of had had tempers as we were growing up, and we're in Peron's boat here. Right. And yeah. and that's not saying yeah. that it's a good thing. Right. That's not a mentally stable thing. This, this is this is better. This is better if he actually gets the right guy. If it was Joseph. Fuck yeah, yeah. Then I don't then, I don't think we'd have, like we wouldn't have as many conversations. There, there wouldn't this. be anybody like if it's Matthew Joseph, then we're, we're sitting here going like, OK, fair. Like, yeah, he deserved it. Right. Absolutely. The, he, it's the same reason that the next one we'll talk about got one game is because I think Peros and the DOP was basically like. Oh, well, he had a reason to do it, right? right? So then then we'd be at that one game, two game fucking mark, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, so like you were saying, Peron's wires cross, his captain is past the fuck out, mm-hmm. and there's a guy standing behind him, and Peron did what? I mean, like I said, it's not it's not a good thing that this is what... Zoop's sitting over Larky. He's like, hey, man, are you okay? Like, yeah, he's like checking <laughs> on him. He's like, he's like poking him. 
They're poking him with a stick. He's like trying to make sure he's fucking alive. Got, he's he's just like so in. It's like, guys, somebody, we should we should get some help. And Perron, hey, Perron, hey, David, <laughs> hey, hey, David, come over here. Come check on him. Like, let's let's help him off the ice, David. Let's like, let's arm and arm him, and we'll get him <laughs> off the ice in a safe manner. Just look. Perron's like that ain't gonna fucking work, baby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what my buddy and I were talking about. It's basically like, we would have done the same thing. I was like, if it was you that was laying on this ice right here and Zoom, yes, prob- would I have probably tried to get him a little lower? I I have no idea, right? I, I don't Zub, know in the moment. Zoom even, but... like even puts his hand up. He's like, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? Dave, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> David, we got coffee before this. Um... Uh, yeah, so he gets Our kids so go to gets, school together. What are you right? doing? <laughs> the wives are gonna be pissed, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I to me six games six games is too much. And I think uh one of the things we wanted to talk about is we want to talk about hit it hit it real fa- rapid fire. Did he okay, do it? Fire. Yeah, he did it. Did he did he mean to do it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Did was there intent to injure? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to say Joseph was attempting to injure Larkin, I think you could say Perron was trying to take the I, fucking, take the skin back. So, <laughs> I mean, him, did, trying to did, give him a haircut. Am I saying a suspension was not what he should have got? No, he no. definitely should have been suspended. We all know this is a sp- well, suspendable and, play. And let's look at the last option. Was he, was there an injury on the play? Zoop no, played the Zoop, next shift. Zoop was, Zoop was out the next shift, right? So, um, so I, and I think I, I think we can take too much into account there. But to me, it's a it's a two to three gamer, not a yeah. six gamer. And yep, now now that now that the NHLPA kind of has some balls because they they have appealed the six game decision. Perron gets okay. six games. They've appealed it. The NHLPA now actually has a say instead of the old days when it you know they kind of just, just like Paros, Paros decides. Yeah, yeah, it's back yeah. back then. It was just Paris. Now, now the PA actually kind of has some teeth, and they stand mm-hmm. by their players. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets knocked down to you know four. I think they'll knock it down. I think yeah, three with or time four. served, you know, because he's already missed. I think one or two games. Sure. So I could say time served like maybe, he's a fucking maybe inmate. One or two more. Right. He's gonna get yeah. out for good behavior. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. Uh, what, was the, what was the lady that like murdered her child and got away with it, and she did like one the- year. <laughs> They're like, they're like, all right, Peron, we're going to lower it from six to two. And every other weekend you have to go teach inner city kids in Detroit how to skate. Right. You got to go, like... you, you got to go have a, have a uh, session with Casey Anthony and just, just talk about it. But you had he's time got, served, so you're good. Community service. He's got, sure. he's got, he's got like community service hours. He's got to go teach, you know, read to blind kids or something. He's got the fucking poker. He's just poking garbage in the inner city. <laughs> Um, he's gonna give him a stick though <laughs> yeah it's a, you don't get an actual poker he's gotta go find his own stick that's like part of the fucking that's part of it uh yeah Perron, Perron probably should, yeah two or three games i would have been completely fine with um plus no history of this by the way no history 1100 games is is uh without any sort of suspensions uh to go to six crazy crazy and and here's the thing we've talked about a million times we'll move on how do you not have an archive of this shit. If you're George Peros, pull up the last six very similar instances where there's a cross check to the fucking that, head and, or neck. I can't believe we don't do that. That's and that's you and I have talked about that. You and I have talked cheap. about it. Every that's single cheating. time this shit happens is the DPOS. They look at everything in an isolated, like, like they they zoom in on it. They don't take context in at all. But that makes us 
wildly frustrated. Right. And, and his agent, Alan Walsh, just throwing, you know, throwing the mud at the fucking board. Right. right. Like just this one was, uh, you know, Tr- it's uh, uh, fine. Yeah, I think Alan great. Walsh referenced the Truba thing where Truba literally like, what would you say? He was chopping wood, Montana. Yeah, something. dude, he was fucking like, he was out in the like he was trying to, and... he was trying to take his fucking head off. Dude, he, he and he goes, Oh, sorry. And Jesus, it's nothing real, not a tough fucking thing. So, yeah, no, so yeah. I, I get that. And that's I, I don't necessarily like to take that because it does take away from what actually happened. Like, you can't, you know, I'm just I. I do understand that, but so yes, when you take these things in context and you look at, well, this guy fucking did this and got nothing. How does this compare with this? That argument is valid. And the fact that Gary Bettman even defends the fact that they are consistent is just laughable. It's hilarious. It's so, it's so off. It's the same thing. Yeah. But we won't get, we won't get too into the weeds. The the other one we do want to talk about. So we'll move on. Uh, So Perron got six games. Matthew Joseph got zero. Didn't even get, didn't even get a talking to basically was just like, that's hockey, baby. Two minutes in the um, box, and he smiled and waved at people while he was. Oh, he's. Oh an asshole. god. And and, and this led this led to the absolute shit storm of like uh, this is you know Biz is saying oh you know Larkin he didn't say he's crybaby but he's basically saying like he didn't mean to do it and whatever and then you know Wit jumps in and says are you out of your mind Biz like what are you talking about um, adding another fan base that can't stand Paul Bissonette. Right. <laughs> I just yeah, and Biz, Biz was so Island, Islanders fans, too, New York crazy. fans, and Red Wings fans, and even Kraken fans because Bowie doesn't like Biz either. So well, yeah, <laughs> Bowie's Bowie is fucking straight from the streets. He is. I mean, quite um, literally under a bridge. So yeah. So the so the other one that we wanted to talk about this is also along the lines of of the Department of Player Safety. Um, Good Branson also Erica Branson of the Columbus Blue Jackets did get a. One game suspension. Uh, there is the clip that we'll show first is definitely where it all started, right? So it kind of it, it ramped everything up. It's the reason that we even got to the point where Good Branson was potentially going to get a suspension. There's a lot of fans, Columbus, and just fans in general that are a little upset with this hit. Uh, but let's go ahead. We'll, we'll roll the tape. Taylor, Taylor tell but... me. So we've we've got Florida taking on Columbus in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell me the series of events. Um, so, so this, this one we're showing on YouTube is, is where it all started. Right. And, uh, this, this angle, this angle looks bad. I'm not going to lie to you. This angle looks bad. I think, I think in general, I think a lot of people can agree. There's not a lot of people that say he didn't catch him from behind. Right. Um, puck there's, goes, there's puck a... goes behind the net. Gerbanson comes in to pick up the puck mm-hmm. and cousins goes for the easy shoulder to the numbers hit. And, and I don't, I, and so I, I'm in, I'm in probably the minority here. Um, okay. and that's, that's why this one's interesting to me. Um, what does, what, what, what would a player that is chasing and, and forechecking this play, expecting a player of good Branson's capabilities to do here is to not fold like an accordion into the boards that, but also keep fucking skating where the puck is going. Right. Yeah. This is, it's a very, very common. We see like, if Good Branson does what ninety five percent of defensemen do in this situation and just go around the net, prepare for a hit, right? He knows Cousins there, right? And not to put anything like I don't want a victim shame, but he's a big oh, dude. No, no he's a I'm... Big, good. Good Branson's a big dude. He knows Cousins there. He knows he's gonna get hit, right? Cousins, what... Cousins is 
committed to the hit by the time he's crossed the red line. And you know, you, and and if you're a defenseman in this position, if you're going back behind your own net to pick up the puck, you've got to know that you're going to take a body. Right. Right. And so, and and yes, and two good Bransons, I won't say credit, but to his defense, right. He's a slower player, right. He's a big body defenseman. Um, So his shoulder just doesn't turn as quickly as you would expect it. This, this angle, this angle shows it more of a hit from behind. He's, the, he's, the, he's taking a hit to play the puck kind of thing. Right. And that's what you would expect him to do. You would expect him to square to where the puck is and is going instead of he stays square to the boards too long. Right. Too, he, he stays too long. Um, and Cousins basically takes an educated guess and says, where the puck's going, the body should follow, and I'm going to throw a shoulder. Right. Yeah. This, this isn't – he's not going into this going um, – I'm gonna hit him. From I behind. honestly don't. I honestly don't think the hit is that dirty. Uh, it's really not. He catches the back of the. It's, shoulder. it's a. It's a bad hit. Um, you could. I would. I would listen to a boarding argument. Mm-hmm. I'm distance, not necessarily distance away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm on the fence about that because the initial. The see. You see here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, but I'll, I'll explain it here. Like initial shoulder contact with Gabranson from Cousins. It happens probably a good what two or three feet from the boards. Right, which is the definition of boarding. Right? Which is yeah, right, exactly. So I, I would, I could definitely make an argument that this is a two-minute boarding call. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the egregious, you know, deadly hit that some Columbus fans would like to make it out to be. I think um, cousin hater fans and and Florida hater fans in general, really could shock hater fans, also sure. think this is just the most like put cousins behind bars for multiple weeks like yeah and i I don't necessarily see it's cousins makes contact it's i don't want to say it's a textbook board but i would say that this is this is definitely a solid board in some ways um because you can even see after contact is made cousins even kind of loses his balance and his full body weight just flies into cabranson which which i think is hilarious because the freeze frame the amount of freeze frames that i saw that said and cousins had to jump to hit him from behind. He didn't jump. He lost his balance. Exactly. It's hilarious. It's just, it's just the definition of, of, you know, half-ass hockey fans, man. Like people just don't get it. So right. Haven't haven't put on skates in their fucking life. But that being said, like this is hockey. Like if you throw that kind of hit, regardless if it was clean or not, and he goes down like that, you got to expect a response. That's hockey. And I completely agree. And this video doesn't show it very well. Well, Um, we're about to, we're about to get to it. We'll pull it up. But yeah. So yeah. So cousins is basically standing there admiring his his questionable hit right i mean you know worst case scenario cousins didn't mean to do it but he did he did technically clip the back of good branson's shoulder and put him into the boards weird right um and and we'll probably see here but uh good branson you know thinks about it for a second he's like he you know it's it's like someone leaving the bar right you're checking your pocket you're checking your phone and your wallet and your keys making sure you got everything he's laying on the ice making sure he has all his fucking teeth and his right. neck isn't, you know, his, his vertebrae are all there. Co- comes to his senses and then goes to immediately revenge, get revenge let's for the hit that he go. just took. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. fucking go. Right, which um, which is a perfect hockey player response and Cousins 100%. Cousins hides and cowers. And and this is this is the, this is the one that I will agree with. I think that Branson popping up that quick, big dude coming at you from about five feet away. Yes, he turtles. Um uh, it's, so majority, later on, majority of people would turtle because of just being scared. But yeah, sure. But this is what so, happens later. 
so and later on, so what happens is Florida enters the zone once again. You know, the the, ha- the hit just happened. The skirmish already happened. All of a sudden, Gabranson Gabr- uh, finds Cousins and does not like. I <laughs> watching this again. I don't think he gives a shit where the puck is. Oh God, no! He Gabranson does, he, doesn't even know where the puck is. He okay, yeah. The, he hasn't known where he hasn't known where the puck was right. since Cousins picked it up in the neutral zone. <laughs> He has not even looked at the pucks. They they collide. They collide at the circle on the far hash marks near the boards. Good rub out. Good good hit. Yeah. Gabranson throws him to the ice. Sure. And then immediately just starts to fucking pound away. And Cousins makes literally no attempt to defend himself whatsoever other than Turtle. What's he he supposed to do, though, Chance? So that's that's my thing here is people are like, hey, Turtle twice. What, What are you supposed to do there? You're being attacked. From the back, what are you? What are you supposed think, to do? Okay, there? there's so absolutely that, nothing for him to do. I'm in that sorry. position, that's yes. that's terrible to me. I that's can, terrible. In that position, like once you're there, I think maybe more of my argument is like once Cousins drops the puck here, like he, in fact, you know the the thing that Gabranson just did, where he took the hit to make the play. Mm-hmm. Cousins does the opposite. Cousins breaks into the zone. He's got the puck. He sees that he's going to get hit, and he tries to throw the puck away before he takes the body. I don't know if I would say that. I think he's trying to hit whoever's streaking there. But I, but yeah, I, I so right here, right like right right where Good Branson, who is a much bigger player than Cousins. We, we oh, absolutely. Need remember, we need to remember that also. Uh, right as Cous- or right as Good Branson grabs him and fucking suplexes his ass to the ground. Mm-hmm. What's he supposed to do in that position? And and I so once he's on the ground, what's he not much. That's, you know, that's, it's, not, it's impossible. What's the he, what's he not to, much. So here, don't, so here's don't here's get the thing. thrown to the, don't get bear hugged and thrown to the ice. I guess. Yes, I, yes. So that's 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 the only point there where like okay, be a little stronger on your feet maybe, and you won't get grabbed by the neck and thrown guys. <laughs> so I just like because oh, Gabranson like it, it. There's no resistance. Like he grabs him and throws him to the rink like a rag doll. Because because cousins isn't expecting that right sure so so to me to me people saying this is turtling this ain't turtle this is turtling but but he has no other option yeah not in the negative way that we would associate right it's the it's it's the 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 bear you know got a piece of you in the middle of the fucking woods and this is literally what every single survival kit tells you to do right so I just to me to me people saying this is turtling I like heated me up a little bit. because Gabranson's a big dude. Uh, there isn't a person on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it uh, that would do anything differently. What, what, what is he going to go on his back and try to throw punches up at him? Like, what the fuck? No, is he no, it's not. That's And the only thing that I will defend Gabranson in this case of is that it's. Um, if Look, if I'm Cousins, you know, you and I are not bigger guys. If I was able to lay a hit like that on a significantly bigger dude, and made him look like a bitch. I I'm smart enough to know that I'm probably gonna be seeing him again later in the game. Well, and and realistically, as a smaller guy, when when's the better time to actually step up and just get you beat you get, get beat up a little bit? Sure. Right as you make the hit. Right. Right. So so you know, figuring out a way. I know he probably scared you. You know, he's he's in the dark and he fucking scared you. But as soon as he pops up and wants to get after it. That's the time to go, dude. You just fucking laid him out. He's got to be a little sore, right? Yeah. He's just from, running on adrenaline. From a you know? from from a simply like you know hockey masculine beating your chest thing. It just cousins looks like he's cow. He's literally cowering, you know. 
and that's right. and it's i think that's the only thing that i can it's it's just not a good look you know i don't and disagree i don't disagree it's it's just that. not a good look a branson looks like he is completely fucking dominating Dude, he's just fucking throwing bombs at his back <laughs> just haymakers in the back of this dude's head right so so good branson <sighs> gets a game and i think i think what's interesting about this is we have the Perron incident and we have the good branson incident right this is premeditated Right, so if we're thinking about it in in a legal court of law kind of situation. Right, this is a premeditated attack, yep. whereas Peron is just in the moment. It's a it's a uh, murder of passion or whatever we call right. it. Right, right. So just, to me, this this one gets more games. Uh, yeah, it's just and that's again again they're just spinning the fucking wheel, dude. Nobody knows. It's crazy. It's, it, it once again getting more examples of why the DPOS is just an absolute joke absolute joke hey before before we get too far chance before we get too far down the, the rabbit hole let's talk about DraftKings sportsbook How about, about let's talk a little bit about degenerate gambling sure yeah right. so uh if you feel like gambling on what george peros and the department of player safety is going to do next bet the love action to see that <laughs> there's got it there's i mean it's it's probably just we paper. should make we should make we should definitely make that one. Write cool. that shit down. Huh? Yep, I'll write that down. Uh, cool. So, yeah, let's bet on the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, again, you know, they're probably going to come out with some of these uh, Department of Player Safety suspensions. So, uh, hopefully, we can get those up on DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> but I'm sure they have other things. That's just what we want to see. Download the app now and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN is in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Chance. Yes, sir. If you are a team in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. where the capital of the United States is. Uh, is that, do we do we have that confirmed? Uh, it's, I mean, they are currently a team, yes. That, so that is confirmed. No, the, the capital of the, the country. Do we know that for a fact? Uh. I mean, I would, I would think wherever <laughs> we're at is the uh-huh. capital. It's just the world revolves around yeah. us. So there's a good chance that the capitals just follows us around. Uh, the Washington uh-huh. Capitals. Okay. Not to be confused with Washington State, obviously. Yeah, the Washington uh-huh. State. <laughs> um, uh, Olympia gets a team. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, the Washington Capitals and their their ownership group is threatening and actually it's not even threatening at this point they do have a handshake deal that they have done with the city of alexandria virginia okay to move not only the washington capitals but also the washington wizards 
this is just craziness, right? Like, it seems to me like a bluff, right? It's a $2 billion deal with Virginia, the Alexandria, I guess is not too far away from Washington, D.C., downtown, uh, but still in a completely different state, not actually in the capital. What are we doing here? Like, is this just a, is this just a power play, like, like a bluff? Probably. Or, I just, it's, that, that seems crazy to me, man. Uh, looking at, so I, the only, we talked about it before, kind of my only experience with, uh, with this area, this geography of this area is um, my, my civil war history. Yeah. So we're reenactment. So. Ex exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, kind of knowing that in my head, like it's not, no, it's not too far. Um, but I, I think it's, it's kind of like the, it's the misnomer again, you know, like we, we had this issue with the coyotes, right? Like, you and I growing up, it was the Phoenix Coyotes, mm -hmm. whereas the team was. Wait, they've never been in Phoenix, I don't think, right? Uh, so at the time they were in Phoenix, okay. they were, and then yes. and then for a long time they were at Glendale. Glendale, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so um, in this particular case, like, yeah, are you a, a D, like as the crow flies close to Washington D.C.? Sure, um, but I think, and I maybe I'm just getting nitpick, nitpicky here, but. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Alexandria is not in Washington, D.C. It's not in the District of Columbia. Yeah, it's uh, Virginia. It's actually in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Mm. Can I can I make a quick suggestion of what they're doing with this? Yeah. It's the Alexandria Ovechkins. Ooh. Is what they're okay. changing this team to. They're just, they're just, you know, riding off into the sunset with Ovi. Moving the team, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it kind of works. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know if they're thinking in those terms. This is more about money, you know, oh, like yeah, it's, it's got to be it's stuff that's that's over you and I's radar. Um, no, but I don't like that idea. Like taking the capitals out of Washington, D.C. kind of seems bonkers to me. Um, putting them in Alexandria because they're, then they're not the capitals anymore. Yeah. Like they're not they're not in the District of Columbia. They're they're in they're in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a whole rebrand. I mean, it's, it's not, it's a different city and a different state, you right. know, like it's right. not, well, I understand. Uh, I know Washington DC is not a state. Anyway. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't like that. I, I don't like it, but if it happens, they're going to rebrand it. And it's, this is more, this is more going to affect Washington capitals fans. Um, I, based on the feedback I've heard, it doesn't sound like there's not, there's not a lot of outrage. It's more like disappointment. Right. Um, it's Sadness. not like, yeah, how, like how fuck it's not like how fucking dare you do this. It's more of like, well, this would really suck. Please don't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I just I, I I mean, I'm glad you brought up the coyotes because it's it seems fairly similar to that. It does. But, but now we're going across state lines, right? Like we're going right. going across state lines. We're technically out of out of the city that the name is literally built on. Yeah, right? city and and I mean, I, and I keep saying state, but I mean, you know, technically District Columbia is in Maryland, not Virginia. So technically we are going, you know, out, out. Sure. So it just, to me, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a bold move. So, so one of the pieces that, you know, is worth bringing up, the mayor of DC basically came out and said, like, I swear to God, hours afterwards, was basically like, hey, we would like to give 500 million 
to renovate the stadium just stay here you know okay Um, so yeah it's just uh it's an interesting situation that we'll have to kind of keep an eye on but yeah i mean this isn't you know this isn't washington redskins to commanders stuff right this Mm -hmm. is like this is full rebrand and i think there's a very good chance you know not i don't want to speak for Washington capitals fans but i think there's a very good chance that you know it's like what the fuck you know and then and then they they what, what kind of fan base are they going to have in Alexandria, right? So right. Um, just a really interesting situation to kind of keep an eye on that we very and recently I don't, heard of. So, And I don't know too much about it. I mean, it's, I've, I've never been, I, I've never been east of Denver, so I don't know what the fucking, you know, layout of Washington, D.C. is by any means. Yeah, um, it, very cultured. I've been every other direction. All right. Been north, been south, been west. I just haven't mm. gone east. I've heard, I've heard that right. people are real mean over there. Sure. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm sure there's lots of. I'm sure there's lots of nice people east of Denver, but uh, I haven't. I haven't found them. I haven't risked it yet. Yeah, I haven't risked it yet. So I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I mean, looking at this Google map, it looks like Washington. Like Washington D.C. is just. It's like you know, on a much smaller scale, it's like Boise. You know, like sure. do you include Boise or is it do you include Eagle and do you include you know all the suburbs of a, of an area? You know, Arlington, Alexandria. Like all of this looks like the metro area of Washington, D.C., you know, mm-hmm. looking at a map. So, you know, is it is it like a situation of like this is like Seattle to Tacoma? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the area well enough. It, it on a map as the crow flies, it doesn't look very far. But um, you're also driving like if you're driving from Washington, D.C., where the if, if you're Joe Biden and you want to make it to a Capitals game, you're going to have to drive past the Thomas Jefferson Memorial and the re- and the airport. Oh yeah, that's that's no bueno. All He's the way pissed. down, all the way down to Alexandria next to the Trader Joe's. I love how I'm zoomed out, and the the highlight of Alexandria is Trader Joe's. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> it's the it's the first one they ever got there. They're just they're just fucking they're just they're just kidding it. I you know if if. Sleepy Joe wants to go to fucking Alexandria to watch Capitals games. Like he can do it, but I just, I to me, I don't. This doesn't. I don't know, man. It doesn't seem. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right. right. It doesn't feel you know, right. Like at all. we we didn't like it when the when the Phoenix Coyotes became the Arizona Coyotes, or yeah. or you and I. Like this always bugged me. The Colorado Avalanche should be the Denver Avalanche. Like sure, and I get it. That so that's that's realistically like why teams do that is to include the whole state right sure that's that's the reason they do that they did that it was an echl team but in alaska they had an echl team for the longest time called the anchorage aces and they moved it to the alaska aces because they they wanted people from fucking fairbanks which you know i absolutely just love you love love fairbanks Fairbanks, it's a great town the people are fine it's just the fucking cold man uh anyways but they move into Alaska. The people are fun. It's just where they live and have their families yeah. is and they, an they absolute make, tire fire. They make poor decisions right. with a lot of things. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, that's what they're doing. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of success they'll have. So we'll see. I, I personally, I think it's still a bluff. But we're in a. I just don't like when sport. Time. There's no continent. That's maybe just like an OCD thing with me. Like I, the fact that, like, you know, there's you know uh, two baseball. You know, there I, there's like the Texans and the Dallas cowboys you know like yeah the, the cowboy like just be the fuck it where i don't know where the, I'm, I'm assuming they're out of austin i'm guessing i don't fucking know where the texans are but my point is is that houston. like it's houston okay there you go so but like 
so do they cancel do the 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 texans fans cancel out the dallas fans like at that because dallas is in texas like it's just fucking dumb like name it after the city you know sure, sure. yep okay i'm with you it'll be yeah something we'll keep an eye on it ourselves and then uh yeah i'm sure the hockey world will be looking at it because i mean it's you know one of one of our biggest players the last 10 it's 15 years is there, man. Like, sure. it's just, well, and, and they probably, situation. they probably wouldn't do a rebrand. They're obviously not going to like rebrand to Virginia because then the capitals doesn't make sense. You know, it's gotta be, you know, unless they're moving to Richmond, but they're not doing that. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, that would make sense. But look, it's, we, we, we live in a world where cities have multiple teams. Okay. Sure. Like the New York Islanders and New York Rangers. Perfect example. Sure. Hey, speaking of the Islanders, Hey, <laughs> boo! Uh-huh. How how dare they get angry with a guy that completely fucked over their franchise? How dare they do what they want to fucking do? Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, how dare, how dare they have fun at a hockey game? Yeah, God forbid. I <laughs> can't have fun anymore, huh? Right. <laughs> oh, that's was America. I was fucking America. Was, Look, we I tried to I, I tried to burn a Johnny uh, John Tavares effigy in the parking lot, and security made me leave. Like, what the fuck? is this is this Ho Chi Minh City? Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, With his PJs on. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a straw lookalike of Johnny T with his PJs on. Jesus. Okay, now we're that's kind of fucked up. And they made me leave. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. In this, so in, this, right in this hypothetical scenario, as you guys already know, I've never been east of Denver. But yeah, no, I was actually in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and I did this. I was there. Uh, but yeah, so what you're talking about, Chance. Um, uh, yeah, well, let me let me let me tee you up for this because I really want to okay. hear your thoughts on it. Let me Johnny Johnny T me up. Yeah, so because you are the Johnny T fanboy. Yeah, I do like Johnny T. Yeah, absolutely. So I- Johnny T, if y'all don't know this guy, John Tavares used to play for the New York Islanders. And sure. uh, through a series of events, he ended up uh, kind of leaving the Islanders high and dry and went to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's, you know, there's an argument of what he could have done. There was really somber pictures of him staring at his million dollar pool, thinking thinking it real hard. Um like but the, the end, it's like the meme with uh, right Pablo yes. Escobar. Yeah. But but at but, exactly. But but at the end of the day, uh, Tavares basically left the Islanders with no options to trade him and mm-hmm. left in free agency to go to the Leafs. Um, ever since then, pretty much every time John Tavares has come back to the island, he is booed mercilessly. And uh, you know, if if you are a person who keeps score, uh, I think the Islander has Islanders have like probably six playoff wins to. Toronto's won since the trade, so yeah, you know. Seriously though, That's... and I think, and I think we we have to check their actual record. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Islanders have like beat the Maple Leafs pretty the, the regularly. Just, yeah, like the overall yeah, since this. he's yeah. moved there, which yeah, I overall. love that. It's just so petty, and I love pettiness. Well, um, Islanders could use all their all of it. I mean, right now they're benefiting from Gary Bettman's OT loser point, but we can talk about that in a bit. Sure. Um, so Johnny T comes in to, it's not Nassau Coliseum anymore. I can't remember. I, I don't know what the name of the new arena I is don't called care because it should be <laughs> Nassau Coliseum. That's yeah. it should have never changed. Uh, I, I don't know. But in any case, so they're at their new arena. Johnny T comes in, uh, and it's, everybody is trying to say that this, this incident should transcend the anger because Johnny T got his 
one thousandth point in this game. Not, it, not it was like an assist on the the game, the tying. game tying goal. So that's kind of cool, you know. So they flooded the ice like a oh, Jesus Christ. I, yeah. So I everybody on the Leafs bench comes out and hugs him like like it's the you know like it's the <laughs> mighty ducks and we we have to have a fucking fifteen minute celebration every time somebody fucking scores. Sure. Uh, they come out. Ice, they're playing Iceland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the Islanders do. The New think York Iceland. The New York Iceland. <laughs> the evil hockey team from Iceland. Yes. Uh, yeah, so they come out and then immediately uh, the Leafs leave and lose this game in overtime. <laughs> the, Leafs, the Leafs are going to leave, baby. So, but, but ma- like massive jeers, massive boos. Like nobody, like there was, because there were some people that are like, oh, the Leafs should have played a clip or the, the Islanders should have played a clip for, the, and everybody's like, no, no, they should not have know. done that um so okay I mean, if if the islanders are anything their passion for their fucking team and yeah. they're as long as johnny t is in the league they're gonna boom and who Correct. gives a shit what right. like, what are what are we what are we even talking about here dude do your yeah. thing man do your thing it's the same reason kale mccarr is a great player but every time i go to climate pledge against the colorado avalanche i'm booing the fuck i'm out booing of the guy. shit out of him as long as he's in the league <laughs> Yeah, if someone else pays enough money for me to sit in the lower bowl, I'm not promising I won't throw a fucking empty or you know a beer at. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, only only if he's not looking though, you know, because that's what McCarr likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sure. McCarr, well, McCarr it's doesn't throw McCarr doesn't throw hits unless the guy is completely checked out and not paying attention at all. Sure. Well, he'll he'll yeah. He so he's just counting on the you know whatever. Well, that's the problem. I'll chuck a beer and McCann will be looking up at the beer, and McCarl fucking smoke him again. And the play's already <laughs> over. So maybe I won't do that. Oh but, fuck! Yeah, we yeah, we but, like our boy. He's the only one who score. Yeah, but I, but I love it, man. I love Johnny T getting booed. I think yeah. that's fucking awesome, dude. Be what what's they're paying their own fucking money, right? They're scrapping their hourly wage. Yep. Same thing we all fucking do. Yep. And to get to get to the game and. He scores a thousand points. I don't give a shit. The guy he makes eight million dollars. I'm gonna boo the shit out of him if he, I don't like and him. And he's fine. If yeah. he's so upset by that, he's gonna go home not, and cry to his money. He's not even upset. It's literally just Biz and fucking Toronto fanboys being upset for him. That's right. That's all it is. So he literally, he's probably fucking laughing about it, right? Like, um, but yeah, they proceeded to lose, which was great. But yeah, good on you, Islanders fans. Keep fucking doing it, dude. I don't care. Whatever, whatever you would need to do to have fun. It's hockey. Just have fun. Doesn't I matter. Agree. So and that's what we're really looking for at the end of the day, right? Sure, sure thing, man. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like I mean that yeah, that's a huge win for for the Islanders in terms of like standings, like because they, they actually need yeah. regular, you know, they need re- they need wins uh, right. instead of going to overtime, which they they're the new they're the new Tortorella. You would think John Tortorella was coaching coaching this team, but. Apparently yeah, not. Philly, what does Philly have for loser points, man? Philly has three loser points. What are we? What are uh, Philly, Philly is here. Philly is not playing bad. We'll put it that way. There and they and they also drafted arguably, and I love Leo Carlson. I think Fantilli is going to be a great player. They also drafted arguably the second best player in that fucking draft. So when if he if, ever comes if, over, if yes, thank you, if. He isn't murdered by Putin and his entire family isn't just burned to the stake. Yeah, he's he's got like a 20 percent chance of hitting the Ukrainian front line. So sure, sure. Uh, 
If there's anything Putin does well, is is he protects his uh, professional sports players. Yes, that can make look we can make Russia look good. So well, he's maybe very, we'll see Mitchkov. Putin is very well known for caring about his people. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll take care of them okay. just fine. He just Mitchkov, Mitchkov, or his third cousin can't say anything negative, or we'll never see Mitchkov over here. God, fucking what a tragedy! Hey, speaking of tragedies. The Seattle Kraken are arguably the worst team in the league. I wouldn't go that far. I think there's a team. Statistically, um, statistically, like if we don't count Gary Bettman's loser points, they're one of, if not the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Loser loser points definitely makes them look a lot. The the Kraken are currently falling backwards in they're, they're three points out of a playoff spot somehow. Like in, in any other league where you wouldn't give somebody a point for losing just a little after regulation, uh, this team would be nine and 21. Yikes, dude. That is bonkers. That's bad. And like, and... if like with that record, they're, they're worse than Chicago. They're worse than the ducks and they're just as bad as the sharks. So what I do like to look at, and I'm glad you brought this up. I do like to look at the points percentage because I think that even even though they have more games in hand than some of these teams, uh, or, or not in hand, right? They've played they, more games. Right. They have played. Um, yeah. You know, so like Minnesota with four games less, a point four six two, they jump them, right? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, but that but that also requires the Chicago Blackhawks, the Ducks, and the Sharks to, you know, win to even get to that point percentage. So. Yes, they have the loser point, but the way that we're looking at them right now, like they're still technically they're above tied some for teams, most. But they're tied for most loser points in the league with the Islanders. At with seven. the Islanders, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of problems, man. A lot of problems. So many. I think. I, I think at this point, and and fuck, it seems so long ago. At uh, the beginning of last year, even we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hextall isn't the answer, man. And I, I think, you know, we look, we can we can love whoever we want, right? We Even can, if the locker room loves the guy. Sure, sure. It's he's not getting it done. It's not getting done. Last year is looking more and more like a fluke. Um, you know, this team this team, yes, they're yes, they have they're they're they can see the wild card in the shittiest division. They haven't continued to get better. They won 4-0, right? That's great. Love love that win. Excuse great me. win. Love that win. That what's what's the percentage that they're going to go out the next game and fucking lose? That it's doesn't probably 10 10% that they're going to win the next game. Like it's just the team doesn't look good. I just and I think we've been talking about players and stuff like that, but we've really started to get into a lot of the systems, right? We talk about the D a lot. Um our buddy, our buddy Aaron and and us, we've talked about the fucking you know a lot of the the shitty players that are on the back end, but some of that has to do with the systems and you know being able to get guys to to wake up and play in the first period, right? Um, you know, I just it, to me, to me, it, he's he's never had success in the NHL. He had a decent year last year. They were still not a great team last year. No, they just they, squeaked they... their way in essentially. Um, and so Hackstall, I believe, if you know, if we were to really dig into his numbers, I think he's a losing coach in the NHL, yeah. and he, he continues to be. So I mean, you know, uh, to to me, I think yeah, Barube would be a huge upgrade. Is Barube even the answer? I don't even know. I I, just, I don't know. 
No, it's it's going to be a situation where this is just not it. This is this is a this team had an unreasonably high shooting percentage last year to make up mm-hmm. for issues that have persisted from year one to year three. Like okay. it, it, this team is weak on the defense, and you have mediocre to average goaltending. Okay, it's it's like it's you know on on a best night it's like a B on a bad night it's like a D. I'm not necessarily saying it's the worst in the league, but it's certainly not the best. And uh, you know, I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Like I am not going to get off of Grubauer's back until he gets a save percentage above 900. Like sure. I, it's Gibson has it, that is the showing of a good goalie. Gibson rarely dips below eight, uh, 900, mm-hmm. and yet he's on a Ducks team that he's getting pelted every fucking night. Right. You know, and, and in this particular situation, like it's, you know, I was just, I, I was, I was happy for like everybody. We were just, I, I think that might've been in a little bit, like, on, especially on Twitter, which isn't a representation of the entire fan base. I'm just saying like a good gauge of anything sure, in general. Sure. It's yeah. just, there, there was a lot of optimism. There was a lot of, ha- you know, uh, you know, I love that Joey Decker got his first career shutout. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully Chanting that gives Joey. him. Hell yeah. Ha- Hopefully that gives him some confidence to move forward. Hopefully maybe that makes people forget a little bit about Philip Grubauer. But what I'm saying is, is like at the end of the day, regardless of what you think about Grubauer, you have to admit the guy's not the future. Sure. Okay. Like he'll be lucky to survive on the Kraken for his entire, the length of his contract. Yeah. Because if it wasn't so hard to move, this guy would be gone already. I agree. And your problem with that is, is I think there's, I don't know if it's Ron Francis is like, you know, paranoia of not doing any in-season moves. He wants to build the team from a draft perspective or it's, I mean, I, and and this is cre- credit to the Kraken fans. Like you guys, we have put these players, these otherwise average now, you know, average for the national hockey league players up on a pedestal. These guys probably absolutely love playing in Seattle because they're celebrities. People fucking love these guys. Right. You know, like Grubauer is by all means, not, playing is has not played well for this team and yet everyone loves him he's got diehards man i i mean what other goalie in the league can have a sub 900 can have uh 70 can be 74th in goals saved above expected thank you aaron for that one and and have the absolute following and just diehard dedication that the Kraken fans give them. I mean, credit credit where credit's due. Kraken fans are very loyal and just dedicated. Love hockey, right? In, like you know, in Toronto, if if Grubauer was the goaltender in Toronto, Jesus. I, uh, I don't he would have been that. run out of town. I, I there's a very good chance, and this is this is shitty to say. There's a very good chance, like his house would have been burned. Yeah, out. yeah, and threatened his family. Like the, it's yes. like, there was there have been some sort of hate crime involved in all of this. Like they would, he would, he would be, need security 24 He'd be run out of town on a fucking rail. Like there's no God, way that God, he'd man. survive. So like, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily like I'm saying it's a good thing, but also on the other hand, I'm, I, I'm not because that, that love is like, look at the golden Knights, man. Like as much as I, I was one, I was a golden Knights fan. I still hold a torch for them. So to speak, you know, went before Seattle existed, it was the red wings and the golden Knights. I was a huge fan of them. And it fucking broke my heart that we fuck it. Like they cared about winning, yeah. you know, like, and that's what they did. They were merciless about it. And I'm not going to say that, you know, uh, Bill Foley is uh, some galaxy brain guy. They made a lot of horrible decisions that will continue to haunt them into the future. They don't have any draft picks at all anymore. 
Uh, Robin Leonard was, you know, they, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. You know, for years, it was the argument of, is it Fleury or is it Leonard? And they ended up winning the cup without either one of them. So, With, yeah, just scraps from other teams, essentially. Right. But, but they ended up calling several guys that were fucking Ryan Reeves as a goddamn brewery in Vegas. I think it's called nine, seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, need to go there sometime. They asked him, like even though he had five. Wasn't seven, five. I think it was seven, five there, right? Yeah. 75, seven, five. Yeah. Um, seven, five brewing. So he put his roots down there. And he became a fixture of that community. Fucking Marc-Andre Fleury might as well have had the key to the city. They love that guy. They'll probably retire his jersey. There's a a not zero chance that they retire that man's jersey, even though he was not with the cup team. Yeah. They they probably retire the Misfits. You you think they retire? I would probably say that they retire Smith, Marchie, and, and Carlson. Yeah, Marchie for sure. Everyone loved Marchie. Stone Stoner oh. Stoner will probably do the same ah, thing. Stoner's not Stoner's not a misfit though. Oh, oh, you said misfits. I missed that part. I it's I I, I think I think at this point to qualify for your jersey being raised up if you're a Golden Knight, you've got to be part of the misfits. Oh, I mean, well, and what, and what win the can't... cup. Yeah, unless you're yeah free. yeah. Wild Bill, dude. Wild Bill's crazy. Wild Bill was started with uh, started with the Ducks too. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, so so you 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 gave me the the uh, fun position of trying to be positive for this team. Yes. Well, one one of the one of the things that I do like Riker mm-hmm. Evans looks great. Riker Evans the does look like he's good. the real deal. The yep. kid is the real deal. Um, I hope they keep him in that lineup. Uh, you know, I don't know how long. They can keep him just based on, you know, uh, kind of where he's at in the lineup and stuff like that. A lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries right now, so it's possible. Live, man. It's just he's yeah, Schultz day to day, right? So he's filling it. He's filling in there. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens when he comes back. But I mean, both games he's looked good. He's looked good. Um, And 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 Joey to his credit, right? I mean. The team, the team definitely played played a pretty good game, and they seem to play. Winning. They seem to play a little. They play better in front of Joey. I, I, I and and look, roll Joey, him. fucking roll him, dude. Whether you don't like it or not, whether you are the biggest Grubauer stand of all time, like, be realistic here. I know that that's not a big. If yeah, you are don't a you want him to win, if you're if you're a, a Grubauer stand and you just aren't going to listen to any logic, then you need to. They've already tuned out all the Grubauer right. There's, they've already, already tuned out. It's there's yeah. just no, like Philip Grubauer is not. Enough. What are the, what are the odds that Philip Grubauer gets extended or re-signed with this team? I mean, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Minus no minus the one zero, and yeah, no you doubt. got your answer. The German Phil, gentleman is definitely re-signing him because Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer will be very lucky to finish out his contract. I completely agree. I think there's a good chance, especially if Drieger can look like a backup and Joey does anything remotely resemblance Joe, of attendee. Joey's the future. Out, dude. Joey's the 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 future of the team at the moment. Uh, future Joey goalie. The, Joey's the future backup, though. I think you you, you need you need. There's got to be something else. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future. And I think I think that's why uh, Francis isn't making a ton of moves, right? And maybe, maybe you know, behind closed doors, the Kraken. No, last year was a, a fluke, a, a fucking you know, uh, yeah, a fluke, a, a just a quick kick at the can, right? Um, yeah. So, so maybe, and he's, you know, they're saying, yeah, I'll give you, 
I'll give you a third round for Yanni Gordon. He's like, fuck you. Like, I just, but then, you know. But then why bring in Oliver Bjorkstrand? Why bring in L.A. Tolvanen? Like, on, short-term on moves pretty... just short-term moves just to make the team better? But they have them locked up, right? Yep. They've got those guys for four and five years. Yep. Uh, they got Jerry McCann for a very friendly contract, right? And so if 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 this is where they're at, if they're drafting in the top ten, they're drafting in the top ten for the next two, two three years, those guys are kind of there when you can bring some of these young uh, Fantillis and Leo Carlson's and, and, you know, who knows if there'll ever be another Conor Bedard the way that he's fucking playing. But like, you know, th- those, those guys are still there and they give them something that say a guy like Conor Bedard just doesn't fucking have minus Taylor Hall. Who's hurt. Right. Like, yeah. you know, so, uh, yeah, this it, team's I, just I not, this team is just not going to be able to take the next step until they get a star. And right now they just, you know, Maddie, Maddie's, Maddie's having a second, so- Maddie's, Maddie's having a sophomore slump. He's having his house sophomore slump. This happens. It's not the end of the world. Everybody who's, you know, the, the extremist saying that Maddie's cooked or is a bust. You need to calm down. Sophomore slump is definitely a thing. We do um, this with every young player. I know. Very, v- there are very few rookies out there that have good second seasons. It's it's there. There's actually a really shocking stat about it, I think. Um, but it's yes, fair, you know, like by that logic, you know, Moritz Cider would have been fucking traded, and Moritz Cider is like a, one of the he'll 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 be a Norris contender one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's when you've got a team that you know relies on its depth, and I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But at the end of the day, Jared McCann is the only Jared McCann and Kyler Yamamoto are the only like true pure blue goal scorers on this team. And Yamo can only skate 10 minutes a night because he's my height. I think you know, Tolvanen, if, yeah, I think Tolvanen is, but I don't, I don't think Haxtell's using him all that well. Yeah. Well, so. he's got it, that, that line worked out when it first came out that the, the Tolvanen, Gordon Bjorkstrand line worked out. And I don't think he wants to, to burn that, but I can shake and, it up, man. You got, and, you can't go, you can't go eight technical losses, right? I know sure. a couple of, I think two of them were in this, were OT losses, but this yeah, offense oh, is built like, uh you'll you'll actually appreciate this and I, I can't believe i hadn't thought about this before but like this is if you make the defense a little better this is a fucking barry trots team like this team is built to suffocate teams whereas last last year they had a higher than normal say per, uh shooting percentage so you've got you know your all of your defensive and goaltending issues are you know if you let in three four goals a game we've said it before this team consistently lets in three four goals a game you have to score four to five to win mm. last year. They were doing that last year. They were consistently scoring a lot of goals and we're like, Oh shit. It's coming from every fucking line. This is nuts. Like right. what a team now that's scoring Donato, man. Right. Yeah. Right. You lost a lot of depth there. So you yeah. lose those guys, you lose your depth scoring where you're not getting production from all four lines anymore. So you're only getting scoring from your top two, which is one to two goals a game. Maybe you didn't do anything to fix the defense or the goaltending. So those problems still exist. You're still going to allow three to four goals a game, every game. Sure. So you're going to fight that. But what I said, the Barry Trotz thing is because Trotz comes in and loves this shit. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want a high powered offense. He wants to suffocate teams. He comes in, fixes the defense. And then we just win every game two to one. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I, but Hackstall's maybe... not the guy to implement that system. 
Well, but maybe it is all systems, but I do think, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of question marks around the actual talent, especially in that, in that bot, in that six, right. In that, in that back end. It's oh, just, to, yeah, me, that's... to me, if, you know, Vin, Vince Dunn is, is your best defenseman from an offensive perspective. I don't think there's no, I don't think there's any disagreement with that. No, but I think, God, God, it falls off. I mean, if if you were to look if you were to look at a Jamie Alexiak Will Will Borgen pairing on any team that's in a playoff spot right now, it's an AHL it's an AHL line. You'd be hard pressed to find somewhere where those guys fit on a third pairing. I think in some cases. So yes, I just yeah that 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 deep pairing and maybe maybe a guy with a good system like a Barube or a, like you're saying Trotz can come in and, and help them figure it out. But a trots type trots is now he's now transcended coaching to GMing. So sure. that's good for him. But you know, and that's... look at Nashville. I've, I, I, you could have, you could have told me that they would be anywhere close to the position they're in right now. And I would have laughed you out of the fucking room. I, we thought they were going to be, you know, bottom dwellers and they're, they're going to, man, they're going to be fighting for it. They're right in it. Yeah. Especially with how bad the, the West is. God, I got in an argument with somebody. It was it was actually a, an athletic writer, I think, on Twitter. They're like, I'm like, yeah, 500 seasons good enough to get you a playoff spot. And they're like, 82 points is not enough to get you in the playoffs. I'm like, oh, fucking, I, have you heard of this thing called the loser point? Because and I like screenshot it. I was like, I'm pretty sure like the Coyotes are 13, 13 and two, <laughs> and Christ. and they're currently in a wild card. Uh, Edmonton is 13, 12 and one. And one point out of a wild card. So, uh, yes, in fact, I am correct. Uh, it is you can be five hundred, technically speaking, and make it to playoffs. Mm. Yeah. In fact, Arizona is points percentage is exactly five hundred right now, and they are it, they have the second spot in the wild card. Are the Yotes going to make the playoffs? Yotes are going to squeak in, bro. I'm ready for it. I love that. I'm fucking Fuck ready yeah. for it. Connor Ingram is the real fucking deal. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm going to stud. I'm going to cheer them on all four games when they get swept by the Knights. But... I will be in Phoenix <laughs> this weekend, but I don't, I don't think the Yotes are in town. Oh no. Yeah. That's right. I haven't, I haven't looked, but uh, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it live. Well, fuck it. We'll do it live. I Definitely. Think they might be actually. That's... Oh, but they are on Saturday, dude. It's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, I might be going to mullet. I know that because we we pushed this out in the last episode, and I know that you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to acknowledge it. But we got we got to talk about the LA Kings. Yeah, they're good. Whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> Fucking over it. Thank you for listening. Good night. Thanks. Yeah, good for you, King fans. Whatever you fucking losers. Uh huh. Um, um, yeah, no, but... I, they they're fucking good, and I and it's you know I'm happy. The only person on that team I'm happy for is. Thanks, Copley, because you know he's my homeboy. He is your homeboy. Uh, but is he yeah. playing at all? No, it's been all Talbot, man. Okay. He's he is fully like Copley's fully the the backup man. Talbot, I just Talbot's been rock. It's crazy. Yeah. Nope, it's they've been doing well. I think the PLD, I, you know, PLD so far has been. I don't know as advertised, but he's been solid. Yeah, yeah. Can't even can't even complain with that dude. I mean, like. That's what you're looking for out of him. The the key to their success, and it's not it's not all of it, but they needed a Quentin Byfield esque player to take a step, and that kid has figured it out. He is he is very good, and I think I think like to me, 
you know, I don't know if he'll ever, well, I won't say he won't ever be a center because Kopitar will eventually retire. But, man, he's looking good on the wing. He's looking good on the wing. He's playing top power play minutes. Uh, DJ in, in our other fantasy league picked him up minutes before I fucking, yeah. I literally, I was like, I got to go get him right now. Because he, he hadn't even, I mean, they hadn't even played that day. And I was like, fuck. This. Like, I just was looking at his stats, like, the morning of. And I was like, I got to go get him because he's going he's gonna to have it right now. And sure as shit, he just fucking went off. Huh. So, uh, yeah. King, Kings look good. Uh, their D is very surprising. I know they have, you know, Mikey, Mikey Anderson we talked about a little bit. Uh, very surprising. I just, I, Mikey Anderson actually looks good from a defensive defenseman perspective. Dowdy doesn't look super old. Um, he's having a bit of a renaissance. Yeah, he's 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 playing pretty well. Um, I never remember the guy that they got for. I can't remember his fucking name. The guy, the guy on the D that they got from uh, from Columbus with Corpusala. Uh, Jesus, he's not even playing right now. Uh, is he hurt? Yeah, who is that? Gavrikov. Thank you. Uh, Gavrikov looked pretty good. I just, yeah, the team, are they, are, anything's possible in the playoffs. But I don't know if it's necessarily a juggernaut. I think Talbot will eventually show his his. I did not, I did not know that PLD was on the third line. Yeah, because they got Philip Deneau, dude. Fuck, it's nuts. That's that's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, Yeah, I think, I think they're getting a lot out of this team, right? And I think, um, Who's the coach? It's McClellan, right? It's McClellan the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. So, uh, yeah, th- thank you, Aaron. Five goals, five goals, six assists, uh, six assists for PLD, which I think is is fine. Okay. Like that's yeah. that's yeah, that's. I mean, that's not that's not. I don't think necessarily what you're paying him for, but it's it's not it's not like you're sitting here going like, why the fuck did we do this? Like he's he's right. doing something for sure. Yeah, yeah. This team. I mean, good good on Rob Blake, right? Yeah, this team right. I mean, he you know he got lucky in a couple spots, right? And, oh, and made some good made some good quality moves and trades and stuff like that. So, uh, but he's a good GM. So, Here's, um, yeah. My, my final thoughts on the Kings, and you can take it away if you have anything else. But like, like, look, if you're a Kings fan right now, enjoy this, love it. You can. There's a lot of haters out there that were doubting your team, and so far out of the gate, you guys are looking good, and it, it looks like a very well rounded, solid team. Uh, if you're a Kings hater. Um, just wait for Talbot to do what Cam Talbot does. Yeah, we'll give see. it time. We'll see give if it he time. can do a full year, and, may, and he, maybe Copley can. can. He never, he never has. He yes. never has. Cam Talbot is not for real. He does this. He tricks. To, it's he's the Brian Elliott. Okay, he goes in and he has a good stretch, and everybody's like, "Oh fuck, we can go, we can go to the fucking playoffs with with Brian Elliott and win the cup or Ilya Brzgalov. and then you sure. fucking realize that he's terrible. Yeah. I I just. He's very good at convincing you that he's good. And right now he is playing well. This is this is Cam Talbot's MO. He plays just above, you know, he's I would I'm curious what his save percentage is right now. It's probably quite good at the moment. And and he does this, but at the end of the day, I just I'm not a believer in Cam Talbot because he's never done it before. He's always been, you know, that guy that is there to right the ship, but he's he's never an answer. Yeah, I'll kind of jump jump from really good to yeah, you know, you know, bottom, bottom, beatable. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Only last thing I'll say, if you're worried at all about the Kings' defense, oh, 
Brandon uh, Clark is an thank absolute you, stud. Thank you, Aaron Talbot at a point nine three one save percentage. That's fucking it's nasty. Fun, yeah. it's pretty That's pretty, especially in especially in the modern day NHL. That is fucking nasty. So uh, I, good, I had a good guy for trying to, I just, I had a guy try to give me Cam Talbot or trade trade for Cam Talbot a couple games into the season, and uh, yeah, I, I wasn't having any. Some though. some fantasy. Some fantasy tips right here, man. I it's we we've been saying it in this episode over and over again, but I the odds. Give me give me your odds right now. Odds that Gibson is a duck by the end of the year. Zero percent. There's there's no. He's gonna get. So you think he's getting traded this year? I think he has to. Okay. I think I think he has to. Like a zero percent chance. Like one hundred percent. The only way that you needed to hold on to to Gibson is if that six game win streak could continue, right? And they proceeded to lose like fucking eight games in a row, right? <laughs> it's just they're they're not they're not quite ready. They're very, very young. People are like, oh fucking, you know, I, I love I love the Ducks haters because it's like, yeah, sure, keep giving them shit for being bottom dwellers and, and going through the draft because Mason McTavish and Leo Carlson are gonna absolutely fucking eat your lunch. It blows me years, away. But... It blows me like it's like how when people are like, yeah, I'm a coyotes hater. It's like how do you fucking hate the coyotes? Like I like there's no it, success there to like it's or like people like you. Yeah. You can make fun of them for being pathetic. I get that. Like, you know, the jokes that we used, we used to make in the early season uh, about Florida. Like, you know, there'd be more fucking turnout at a WHL game than a Florida Panthers game. Um, they've since remedied that with multiple playoff, you know, it pushes, but it, it, you know, that's, that's fun to make fun of. But like the ducks, like I, I fucking, I can hate the ducks maybe when they, beat my red wings back at like oh six like it's the, the ducks haven't done anything notable since gets was on the team my favorite is my favorite is ducks people who hate the ducks because zegris apparently put himself on the ea sports cover oh yeah well, um, well we've talked about that before and and people who look at and, and like to make fun of the ducks for being bottom dwellers when it's like they're favorite team hasn't done that before in their fucking life. And right? they, were I just, sol- they were solid for quite a while. Well, yes, but like we're, but, but being in this down, down swing penguins, right. how many, you know, how many cups did penguins have? They were fucking garbage yeah. for multiple years until Crosby got there. Right. Oh, like, af- it's well, just, this yeah. After everybody, after it the Lemieux and everybody, after the Lemieux and Yager eras wrapped up in the early nineties, they, oh, they were, were they were quite bad for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, Brent Clark. I, I didn't. I kind of touched on it. Uh, Kings. Yeah, Jesus. I think credit stud credit recorded is due. They are doing well right now. I will. Yeah. I will give them that. Um, certainly better. Certainly better than the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. All right, Chance. Last thing I want to wrap up on. We finally. We finally lost in fantasy. Yep. We lost uh, like five fucking points. You can't you can't win them all, Super Chief. Can't win them all. We tried them all. We tried to win them all, but uh, especially in the twenty team league, uh, going undefeated all year was probably not going to happen. But uh, the fact that we're still eight and one is still pretty, and we're we're still leading the league by, I think, quite a quite a decent margin in terms of like standings. Mm -hmm. Uh, So not too worried about it. But uh, yeah, we are in a as for for first time listeners, we uh, we're in two leagues. One is our Dusty Bender one, that you know, kind of the original uh, thing that gave us the name of the show uh with a 12 team league and then we're in a 20 team league with the hockey podcast network other hosts and other shows 
Uh, and that one Taylor and I are co-owners on. So we, we like to nitpick and, and, and kind of, kind of make some edits. Uh, right now we actually have been hit with the injury bug. Sure have. Yeah. Svetch is back out again. Oh, Good uh, God. Svetch, Zaka, Theodore, Merzlinkins, and now Skinner is day to day. So we are, we are definitely having to dig into our free agent talent pool to find somebody. I hear, I hear the value on Verona is really good right now. Yeah. I can't wait to see where he goes. Chicago, Chicago's got to grab him, right? Like Chicago's definitely picking him up. It's finally come out that everybody's like, like it hasn't been confirmed, but it's, it's pretty sure that Verona just can't stop doing Coke. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. Whatever. Is this America? Like, we can't even do Coke anymore in the locker as, room? As long as it's not off, like, Bedard's fucking ass, you know, where he's underage and or shit. Or his mom's like, ass. It's not as big of a deal, I don't think. Well, well, apparently it is. It's enough to get you, uh, it, it's enough to have your contract bought out if you touch sure. his mom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, one one day we're gonna find out what Perry actually did. We're gonna be like, oh, I really apologize. I'm sorry. Was Verona in town when Perry got kicked out? Because maybe, maybe they were just maybe that's what they were just taking lines off of Bedard, Miss Melanie Bedard's titties or something. Very very possible. Very, one one on the left and one on the right. Uh, why wouldn't you? All right. And until that's until that's not until that's proven incorrect, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna roll that's with that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. No. Quote us. <laughs> Um, so according to uh, ESPN's very accurate stats, these are always very reliable and uh, always up to date. Uh, the most added player in our 20 team league at the moment is uh, Mario Ferrero, who has That's one goal, one goal in his last six games. He has so one nice. goal and four assists in, in, in 29 games. That is a San Jose Shark, baby. Yes, it is. Uh, even David Savard. David Savard has apparently come back and has a goal in two games. He's alive? He <laughs> Good for him. He is alive. Uh, somebody who is actually... So, uh, ignoring ESPN stats. Uh, let me throw some names at you that are pretty hot right now. Igor Sharangovich. Igor, Igor Sharangovich. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... Six points in his last six games, and that's including four goals. Yeah, that'll keep up. Uh, in the 20 team league, absolutely. Yeah, that'll work in the 20 team, I guess. So yeah. uh just just some free agent names to throw at you in our in our 12 team league, which is probably a little more common. Uh, I made the very gut-wrenching decision to drop Logan Cooley to waivers, and uh, no one else is picking him up, so I'm gonna guess I did the right thing. He's just young. It's just yep. Yeah, it's just not quite his time. Yep. Next year, I agree. Uh, next year he better be drafted because there's a good chance he's going to fucking light it up. So who knows? That's very true. Uh, any names staring at you on the free agency waiver wire in in there? Uh, man, I've been looking at a couple of sharks, which is kind of funny. It's definitely not Ferraro. Um, yep. uh, yeah, Zetterland and Granlin. Yeah, Granlin. Granlin is playing very good on that second line top power play. With the Duke himself, which is another potential option, but Granlin is hot as fuck. So, oh, uh, I I gotta ask you about this guy, uh, the the one that I can never pronounce the name, Carcone man, Carcone, Carcone, dude, uh, is he the real deal? He's, guy scoring I mean, every he's... night, guy scoring every night, skating eleven minutes. 
here's the thing. I mean, Michelli, who he's played with for a good amount of the year, is a passer. Mm-hmm. And Carson is a fucking goal scorer. So those two have been working out very well together. I don't know if it's if it's going to keep up. I don't know if he's necessarily this fucking good, but he's worth a flyer. Why, 14, I mean, why not? Fourteen, fourteen goals. That is that is probably top ten in the league, man. Like that's enough. That's I'm like if league. he if he cracks twenty twenty five in the year, which is totally doable at this point. Um, like that's a substantial raise for him. At that rate, that's a thirty goal scorer, man. That's which is Easy. which he is could, just he could he could fall off and be a thirty goal scorer. Yeah, which is just bonkers. Um, yeah, I uh, I got that. Do you have any any recommendations that I that you you were saying some sharks? Yeah, uh, Granlin was one for sure. Uh, Fabian Zetterland is another shark that I've been kind of taking a peek at, just in a deep deep league. Yep. Our twenty team, we've been looking at him a little bit. But um, yeah, other than that. Uh, Goalies, goalies are tough, dude. I don't have any fucking goalies. Goalies are, dude. I, it's goalies are, goalies are hurting. Well, and it's because the league is just. I mean, you know, I've I've been in the very uncomfortable situation of swapping between three Detroit Red Wing goalies, um, you know, and not to mention now if you ever had if you had any sort of investment in Freddie Anderson, you must be hating your life at the moment with dealing with the Carolina situation. So, um, yeah, it's goalies. Goalies is if you have a goalie, like if you have got a if you've got a Jake Ottinger in your fantasy league, you fucking that job. That's good job. Yes, very much so. Um, some names names with I'll throw it at you just to end out the show that I've I've been taking a note at. Uh, Robbie Fabry um, owned in now twenty three percent of leagues. I think people are finally figuring out that when he's healthy, he's actually really good. Um, Fabry's picked up one, two, three, four, five, six points in six games, uh, skating on a second line. In fact, with the injuries that the Red Wings have, he's probably even going to see some time on that first line, maybe even second line, depending on what you consider the first and second line with Larkin out. Um, so Fabry is probably a sneaky little pickup. Uh, also I added to my lineup today, uh, Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri is, uh, he's, he's hot and cold. He's hot and cold, just like the Island just like the Islanders, but uh, right now he's in a hot streak. So that's probably a, a, a D what would that be a DSF? Um, yep. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. And then uh, also, this is more of a speculative flyer. Ayo, uh, going for Blake Coleman. Okay. okay. Going for Blake Coleman. Uh, he's getting, he's getting power play time and uh, second line minutes. So. Right on. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six points in his last four games okay okay so can't complain there right on all right taylor got anything else no quick shout out uh you guys will be hearing from a little bit more i think our buddy aaron's gonna uh, kind of do some producing and, and join us on the mic here eventually so uh he's shooting us a bunch of stats and stuff today uh he thinks he's smarter than he is but he looks cute so it's fine i don't i don't know if he actually agreed yet but we're <laughs> <laughs> well, we, ju- we, we just said this one. we just said he did so yeah uh welcome to the team Aaron. yeah you have um, no choice now sucker yeah exactly <laughs> yes uh absolutely uh shout out to Aaron. uh gonna be excited to have him and uh somebody somebody else to be having on the show so sure. um yeah if that if that comes to fruition um shout out to uh once again i, I am just slacking we'll have our uh 
Well, I need to take this up with this agent, Alan Walsh. Damn that Alan represents everybody nowadays. It seems like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have my people call his people. Mm. Um, Yeah. Shout out to our contest winner. We'll be doing a giveaway here very soon. Very excited to be, uh, it's not, you know, it's not a, a middle milestone, but we just uh, went over 300 followers on Twitter. Very excited about that. Uh, So we'll definitely be throwing some more merch and swag your guys' way. We actually do have a very cool uh, giveaway prize waiting in the wings. And uh, we'll be we'll be announcing that more. And then not to mention next week, folks, uh, barring uh, so I, I think we're good to announce it now, uh, barring some something crazy. Uh, we're going to have Ducks legend and tough guy Cam Severson on the Another show, dog, baby, folks, uh, Cam Severson. Uh, you, you guys can look him up right now. But uh, to me, this is this is very special. Cam Severson is uh, was instrumental in my upbringing as a hockey player. Um, him and his wife ran the Seaver summer here. Uh, it was a hockey camp here in, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I went to it many years in a row and, uh, it's kind of where I learned to, uh, to, to be the, the average hockey player that I was. So there you go. Uh, there were other, there were better people there. They had a lot of big names, so that was pretty good. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms and everything that you can follow us on subscriptions on YouTube and Spotify, Apple podcast, shout out to the OG player FM people. Uh, find us, subscribe to us, leave us a nice review. We really appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you next week.